This is the Spapreneur Podcast, episode 164. Today's episode is brought to you by Demented Ramona. <laughs> to be fair, she has very tiny humans and they're around a lot. You can't listen to uh, our show. Hello. So I've not been listening to things because even if I listen, I probably won't remember. <laughs> there is nothing relaxing about owning a day spa. Serious spa owners know that being in the spa business isn't for the weak. And the lesson in this was I didn't follow my own advice. This is the Spapreneur Podcast with Ramona Rice and Lynn Graves. She is the main owner of the company. I am the COO. I get to be emotional. Right. I don't. Spapreneurs. My husband is going to see the show notes for this episode, and he's going to be like, why didn't you tell me this guest was on? Because one of his favorite shows of all time is 30 Rock, and the amazing Tracy uh, Morgan, who plays Tracy Jordan on the show, is absolutely outstanding. But my favorite episode of that is actually from season one, where he goes on Conan O'Brien. It's hilarious. Seriously, 30 Rocks is something totally worth binging on. However, it's not that Tracy Morgan, but it is a fantastic Tracy Morgan. And it's ironic because in her bio, she talks about how a like a hundred year flood is what helped her decide on how to be like a, you know, understand time management and business, which is ironic because as Tropical Storm Elsa is bearing down on me right now. So I'm not sure. I'm even going to be able to go home after this. That's not true. I'll be able to go home. But um, we are waterlogged here in the Hampton Roads area. But it is Tracy Lynn Morgan. And she is here to talk about systems and time management because this is part of our excuses series. And the excuse that I hear a lot of is I don't have enough time to do things. There's never enough time. That is bullshit. You just got to know how to prioritize and get a system that works. Tracy, welcome to the show. Oh, so awesome to be here. And thanks for calling us out on this. This is so good. I love it. It's true. It's true. Like, I'll be honest, like quarter two, I was like the busiest mom and wife and CEO ever. And I, I, I made the mistake of putting too many priorities on my plate and not specific. So I, I, I literally got none of them done. Like none of them, like even like to watch three masterclasses. I only got to two and a half, you know, uh, like that's what I'm talking about. And, and just, we load up our plate of life. Like it's a damn buffet that's endless. And you know, our, our Everything gets full. And so I'm very excited about talk about this topic because um, it's just important because as business owners, a lot of us are parents and, you know, spouses and human beings outside of being business owners. And it's hard to manage all of them with the time we all have, which is the same. It's the one equalizer in life. Absolutely. We all, all get the same 24 hours, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yes. Where do we start? Like, you know, I know for myself, what I've had to do recently is narrow down my priorities, ensuring that I'm working on the things that matter most for my lifestyle, for the type of life I want, and for the goals that relate to that life. And I know how to do that work. But I feel like a lot of our spoppers who are listening, they just do what a lot of us do. And I'm guilty of this. They fly by the seat of their pants and they hope everything works out. Yep. Yep, totally. So, you know, like, and I get a lot of different responses sometimes when I talk about this, because I, I am by nature an essentialist. So I look at, you know, what's essential. And that's kind of how I set my level of what's good enough. And I know sometimes that comes across as a dirty word, good enough, is there ever good enough? But really, if I can look at what my essentials are and know that that's good enough, that's the bar that I measure my day by, anything else is a bonus. 
but if I can prioritize that time um, and get those essentials done, what happens is you get this shift happening. And the shift happens when you start to see that your essentials actually cover it. And you don't have to be busy for the busy state because we get into this like mindset that if we're not busy, we're not productive, and then we don't have the value. And I say back that off, I call BS. And if you can really focus in and figure out what your essentials are and do that, um, and shift that mindset to that's enough, you start to see that some of the busy work that you were doing to make yourself feel good actually isn't adding the value that it did. And that only happens when you start to, like you said, you set those priorities, you get really uh, discerning with your time, and you'll start to see a shift where things will start to fall off your plate because they don't hold the value that they once did, that you're full of your essentials and that's good enough. And then space opens up on your plate and then you discerningly choose what needs to go on there again. And you let go of the busyness, the busy work that doesn't move you forward. That's a lot. Amazing. So you call it essentials. And I love that. So we'll use that term throughout this entire podcast. Priority essentials. I, I don't think the term matters so much as it's understanding what the baseline is. And it's funny when I talk about money management and setting like a budget, for example, like the first thing I do, especially working with clients, Tracy, is the first thing I do is I talk about you need to understand your household budget. And you need to understand what's the four walls. And the four walls are those basic things that human beings need in order to live. Roof over the head, food, that kind of thing. It sounds like you almost want us to do the same thing with our time. Yeah, for sure. And looking at it from, you know, that critical lens, right? Like, uh, yeah, setting your foundations. Like I actually have, you know, six categories that I look at when I set my week and I do it every week. And I'm like, okay, what's enough? Like, what are my essentials for my kids? What's my essentials for my business? What's my essentials for my relationships for myself? Right? Like, and then I'm like, okay, what is good enough on that? And, and if I can meet that base amount, then I'm golden, that is going to be my measure. And I call it my essentials list. So yeah, you're right, like, whatever we want to call this. But for me, it's like, that's my top 20%. That is going to add 80% of the value in my life. And I can let go of some of the other stuff. And maybe it doesn't matter. And the thing is, is some of these things will always nag at you, you'll always want to do more on that list. But what happens is when you put a higher priority, if you want to say that or value on those um, high value things, those essential things, then the other things on that list hold not as much weight anymore. They're still there. You still want to kind of clean the kitchen, but you don't end up cleaning the kitchen before you start your essential you know, business building work of kind of following up with your clients to make sure you get booked appointments. And it's sometimes like we default to some of the easy stuff, you know, maybe the kitchen's still a little bit messy, but hey, I got a fully booked calendar, right? And so that kitchen's not going to bother me as much anymore. So that's what I mean by like, figure out what those essentials are first and start to value those and do that every week. I love that example too, because I feel like if your calendar is fully booked and you're making the revenue you need to make, you can outsource and hire somebody to clean the kitchen, which I, I, well, I'm going to be really clear. I am not downplaying the importance of like domestic help or like, again, nope. I have a team here. Like we recently in the last two months hired an operations manager here at my brick and mortar day spa, um, Tracy. And it's what she does yes. is she takes on the inventory and she does the, the vacuuming, all the stuff that 
everybody else on our team used to do, but it's freeing up so much of my time and so much of my team's time to do the, the income producing things that we need to do. And I feel like honestly, she's the most critical person right now in our business. And that that's what happens is that when you have your priorities and you know the direction you want to hit, you know, we had Tanya Dalton um, on a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yes. So she's, awesome. she, I love her. Um, plus she was on, she, she was on the target wall, Tracy. Can we just talk yeah. about how she was on the target video wall? <laughs> Okay, which Mike can I just say you were rocking it? Mike is actually a personal friend. I do love the Mike, um, though he went to the Bronx College. I'll call him out on that because uh, yes. he went to my rival school, but that's yes. fine. But yes, no, Mike McCallowitz is awesome. Everybody should like every book he had, he's ever written, I've read, and it's amazing. Okay, anyway, and he's, you know, part of the two, like 13 essential books of Spapreneur. I think I did that episode of 161. Yes, of that podcast. Okay, anyway. But what she says is like, if you know what your, your true north is, if you know what your north star is, and you can go that way. So it sounds like when we're setting our priorities, we first need to start with, okay, what do we want out of this life? And I feel like it needs to start personally, like with home base. It needs to start with first up us. I'm going to give everybody listening to us right now, you permission to put yourself first in this category, your dreams, your aspiration, your goals. I was recently on a call this morning with one of my private coaching clients and she made this joke, but she's like, you know what my dream life is, Ramona? I'm like, what is it? She goes, I want to be able to go from my lake house and on my jet ski and jet ski to work. And she goes, that must be weird, but there's a marina at my favorite lake that makes the best cheeseburgers and I want to have access to it all the time. I'm like, that's not weird. That's your dream. Let's get there, you know, and that's what I mean. So having that vision first and foremost, Tracy, is it not the most critical part first and foremost? Yes. And that's what I say. Okay. So I'm going to piggyback on Tanya because she's incredibly smart and what you're saying, absolutely right on point as well. Um, I say you build your business, a profitable business around a lifestyle you love. Okay. And so the first part of that is really being in touch with what's that lifestyle? What is like, how do you want to show up and feel in your life? What elements do you, do you want to get on the jet ski and go to work? And you set that vision and then you systematically, and sometimes that can be a dirty word for people too, but you <sighs> step by step work your way towards that vision. You dangle the carrot, your North star, as Tanya talks about it, right? And if you can kind of set that as a, in the center, well, that's a huge motivator for us too, right? Like that's what keeps us going. That center point is us. And we build our business and our empire and our around kind of those qualities or elements of the lifestyle that we want to create for ourselves. And that's our why, we're our why is in the center of all this. And when times get tough, um, that's what keeps us going. And I actually kind of, you know, put this into a little bit of a model. I say, you know, when you start to look at from your business perspective, you start with the three B's, your big picture, your bandwidth and your bottlenecks. And that's a really good place to start from an efficiency and a productivity perspective of what do you want? What's that big picture? Where's your business? Where do you need to target? How do you want to show up in your business? What are you moving towards? What are the things that you want to do in that? Because like you said, you have an operation. You can get to a point where you get that operations manager and you can start to offload. But that starts with a vision of that big picture of knowing, okay, well, you know what? These five tasks are things that eventually I'm going to offload. So as I go through and do these tasks, I want to take an approach where I actually set down the most efficient way to do these tasks. And I want to quote unquote document it. And what I mean by that is you do a quick loom video of you doing it and you throw it into a file. So when that operations manager comes on, it's not a big deal. And the system's dialed and it's working for you. That's efficiency. And it's cleared your plate. 
You know, a lot of people in the wellness spa space, you said it, pro systems seems like, ooh, it's a dirty word because it feels too corporate. I remember when I first came on to de-stress um, 13 years ago, because my daughter is turning 13 next week. So that's how I judge is how old my children are. Uh, when I came to de-stress after working in corporate retail environment for so long, my mother fought me on systematizing everything because again, she wanted it to be organic and feeling. She's like, how dare you try to corporize this? But the second we did that, here's this more Accuracy that happened, we outgrew our space. We had to double our space size in 2011 when no one was doing that. And then even like last year, Tracy, we doubled, you know, we, we added what 1500 square feet in COVID when we were shut down. Amazing. The reason we do that is because we have repeatable systems. I yeah. was telling Tracy off air, I'm going on vacation next week for 10 days. I will yes. be leaving Virginia heading to Orlando to, to do Disney and all this stuff with my family. And I'm not going to think about de-stress express once because I have a team of people here, but that requires systems. So let's yeah. go through it. First off, why do people fight against having systems in their own business? Yeah, they buck the system, right? Because we just feel like it's, it's like almost like an, a personal attack on our, um, what we want to do. Like it's going to, it's going to stifle me. And my, I would say, let's shift that mindset. Systems gives you the space. Systems are what create the space for you to have that flexibility and that autonomy to de decide and be creative or gives you the time and freedom to do the things and kind of be random because the system will take care of some of the other repeatable details and will take off your plate the things that you do not need to kind of put your time into it, either through, you know, eliminating things that don't add value. Remember that um, essential part that we talked about or automating the things that a person doesn't really need to do so that you can step in and do the real touchy feely people stuff. What I say about systems to my clients when I'm kind of helping to put systems into their business is the systems will actually create the space for you to connect more with your clients. That's the whole point is you take the, the little things off your plate that, that can be done in other ways, um, either through eliminating, you know, automating or delegating so that you can really step in and the system will actually amplify what's working if you pay attention to kind of building it and, and taking the pieces that are doing a really good job. So that's a mindset piece just to start with. That's so the idea very, is the idea I'm, I'm, I'm visualizing again, a plate of food. I don't know why buffet. I had lunch before I, I was with you. So it's not like, we did, we'll give it the buffet. Cause everybody knows what a buffet is. I know it's been a while since we've had them with COVID, but you know, they're coming back anyway. Yeah. So you have the plate of food and it sounds like what we're trying to do is load up on the, the essential things we love to do. Mm -hmm. And that also I, especially for thinking business wise that bring us revenue. It is not a crime to make money. Y'all again, no. it's the only way we one. stay in business. The only way we can serve our people and keep doing what we love is if we make money on it. Yes, it is very true. And the right amount of money. So that's number one. But number two, the other thing that was interesting is that sometimes I feel like when they're trying to systematize, they have to be willing to, and this is where my mother and I butted heads for so many years. Basically, she felt that when I was like, we need to change the system, she was basically hearing, I'm doing this wrong. Yeah. yeah. And it's an ego thing, you know? Yep. And it's, and, and for sure. And, and if we can, 
come at it, I always say like, you know, you want to come at it with a learning culture, right? You want to embed that learning culture into your business and in, in everyone that kind of work, walks in the door where you always have this idea of like, okay, it's not that I did it bad or I did it wrong. It's like, okay, well, how can we do this better? Like this is an opportunity to kind of get the kinks out and get the bottlenecks out every time. And if, and if it's not like a blame thing, it's a, oh, well, where's the breakdown in the system? Not the breakdown in you, right? And separating those and separating kind of that personalization of it. And you can, you can start to have those conversations more. And if you can be proactive with it, then it's, the tone of that where it's not like I'm going to wait for you to do something wrong before we fix it we're actually going to look at the system and we're going to pull out those ideas of where we can make those one percent improvements that are really going to impact our bottom line and if you consistently that continuous improvement if you can consistently do that then you're more likely to have your team actually coming to you giving you the great ideas that are actually going to save you money or increase your revenue and you didn't even have to pull it from them and they're more engaged and when they're more engaged they're more likely to follow through and buy into the system because they created it so they that's huge. That's a huge thing to kind of like the approach. So what you said with your mom, like, I'm sure that's what you did. You're like, what's your ideas? Like, how do you want to do this? Like, you know, and you start there. That's kind of your way in. Yeah, no. And I, I love the idea because you said the 1%. I, I forget who told me this and I've, I've, it was recently, but it was amazing. It's like, if you improve every week for an entire year, 1%, by the end of the year, the end of the, 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 the 12 month period, you've improved by 52%. I mean, it's amazing. And so I feel like it's the small changes. All right. Let's say that we've identified our central things. Like we know essentially, and, and it was funny, you and I were off air talking about the six pillars. And um, I want to remind spotpreneurs, this is episode 164 of the podcast. And if you head over to spotpreneur.com, you can enroll in my free six pillars class where actually I will take you through the six pillars. So you can identify which of the pillars you're kind of lacking in. And again, if time is one of those, it's probably pillar number five. Tracy talked about it. System processes. It's a huge pillar because when you can make your business easily repeatable, even if you're a spa of one, everybody can use some help. Everybody can use a VA. Everybody can use cleaning stuff, whatever it is. Even if you have a bot that helps you book clients, that sort of thing. All right. So let's say we've identified our essential. How do we then come up with the systems that will actually make it so that we can get those essential things done without also taking a lot of time because I feel like sometimes Tracy and even myself so right now I'm onboarding some help for spapreneur I'm finally not being a woman of one with this brand I'm getting some help but it feels like I'm taking all this time training them and that's a lot of times that fear of I have to train somebody what if they leave me I have to start all over again all this stuff how do we get through that yeah. And the letting go, right? Like that letting slow. Yes. Letting because I do it so well. <laughs> it's perfect when I do it. Yeah. And if I let anybody else do it, you know, I remember when, um, you know, people, when I've worked with clients who are like, you know, I don't want to give up my clients, but I need to, because I want to work with these clients over here, but these clients, they love me so much. They'll never love anybody else. And I'm like, that's bullshit. <laughs> that's yeah, no you. hoarding in your yeah. business. Don't hoard. No, 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 definitely. All right. So, so how do we do that? There, Because it is a lot of trust yeah. and faith involved and that totally. can be hard to come by in business. For sure. Okay. So let's back up just a quick step here, little hot sack here and talk about what is a system? What are we talking about? So when I think about systems for, from a framework perspective, I talk about uh, the five P's. So people, uh, purpose, so um, what is the reason you're putting a system in place? Okay, you don't just do this 
for no reason. You need to have a concrete benefit or there's like, there's a burning issue. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Don't worry about that. But look at like, where are you leaking time, money and energy? Right. And so have a purpose for say a system you're going to put in place. Like, let's take, for example, let's make this really tangible. Let's say like your reviews process, right? Like you're not following up on reviews. You see people with 400 reviews on the Google, like they're just, they're killing it. And you're like, Oh Jesus, I'm like, I need to get on this. Right. So, you know, the purpose of a review system, if you will, might be to capture kind of that social proof and, and, you know, show people kind of this no like and trust factor. So they're actually going to more likely book with you. You also get a lot of feedback from that. And that's points of improvement in your business. So there's your purpose, your first P. And then you talk about your people, your process and your physical setup. Right. So in that booking process, we may say, okay, so I have a client come in and we all know this, right? Like this is, this is, we do this routinely, exactly what we said with the system. So you look at the systems you have in place, you look at your bottlenecks or where you're leaking time, money, and energy. Let's say for this example, you don't have enough reviews and you're just like, it takes you forever. You want to reduce the friction of things that you need to do that are revenue generating things for your business or that kind of add to your bottom line or that, you know, profit, think profit, either you want to increase your revenue or decrease your cost, your expenses, right? If you can get a review system in place, but maybe you find you're waffling and you don't always do it consistently. And oh my gosh, it's just another thing on your plate, right? That's a telltale sign that a system will take off that mental energy because the system will do it for you, right? So your steps, your your process. So maybe you send out uh, a feedback question after a visit, right? And you're going to collect information like on a scale zero to 10, how likely are you to recommend us to a friend or colleague? question right net promoter score question that's an awesome one to capture and then what you do is you bring that in in your system so maybe your process or your physical setup is that that actually brings it in automatically and records the scores for you and it gives you a little like you set up in the system one time you set up a little spreadsheet and now you can track that progress and then the other thing you do is you automate that over to maybe tag your people that are really good promoters um, in your system, right? Like in, in where you send out emails. Oh, now, all of a sudden, those good promoter peoples get a text message automatically down the road that says, hey, we thrive on reviews. We've loved having you as our client. Can you just fill out a review if you're open to it? And you reduce the friction again, you put in a little link from your Google that goes right to the actual box that they fill out. They don't have to hunt around your screen to try to find out where to fill the review. And then it just gets sent you a flag notification that you just got a review. And now you, this is where the touch point comes in. Because now I have a cue, right? I have a push. And so it's not like I have to monitor, ask, or do all this work. Oh, you know, like Joanne just sent me an awesome review. Oh my God, I'm so going to go in and follow up. I love Joanne. Like she did such an awesome job in or whatever, right? And it's easy for you to do it. And that's, remember that part we talked about, of like systems kind of take out like the joy and the stuff. It doesn't have to be like that. It can actually create this space now where you're like, dude, I just got positive feedback. I'm so on this. And I'm going to go in and I'm enjoying this like this. I just created a system that I just get to show up and connect with my people. 
right? Like that's the power of system. So that's that, you know, that people part of I only connect in when I need to the process or those couple steps I talked through. And some of the physical setup is maybe some of the applications. I mean, this stuff is some of the stuff that I just talked about is free or $20 a month to set this stuff up. It's not, not hard to do. And we all have it at our fingertips. So that's an example of kind of that physical setup. And then the last P is profitability, right? So yeah, I'm going to know and how am I going to know my reviews are making a difference? Well, I'm going to start to see people come in. I know that I'm increasing trust among potential clients. I look at my conversions. I'm improving my reputation online, which means that I can drive up my pricing, right? And it's not taking me as much time to manage um, the review process. So that's a system that can benefit you. And those are what did I say? The five P's of systems. Yeah. I, I love this whole thing because what it sounds like we need to do, and you mentioned it earlier in the episode where the idea is when we're doing something, record ourselves on using like loom yeah. or like, if you've got a Mac, like quick time, you can do screen record, whatever it is, whatever you have totally. record yourself doing it. A couple of reasons. One is you can audit yourself doing it. I'm already thanking Tracy, like for spot like, let me audit myself, loom myself, do some of these tasks and go, is there an easier way to do this and save me a couple of steps? Cause sometimes we overly complicate things because we need to be busy. Or again, you're immediately like, um, building up your archive of the, the way you do it. That's right. To hand so off, right? To delegate. You can hire somebody to, to do those things because that review system you just talked about, that's easily something the front desk can do. Okay. Yeah, totally. And, you know, and, and I will say like, for example, um, I just recently, so I do this thing called the full schedule method. My spot partners know about it, but we send one email out to clients and we fill up like our entire book. I mean, it's amazing with you. I've recently handed it off to my front desk team. And what's interesting yes. is I used to love doing it. And here's why I love the reward of seeing all the, the, the messages come in going, oh yeah, I want these appointments and, and seeing the phone lines ring. I used to love getting that reward. And now I'm going, no, Ramona, you have things you need to do that are more important than you actually doing it. It doesn't mean the thing doesn't get done. It just means that I'm being the best leader by prioritizing what I'm supposed to be doing rather than what I want to do. Mm -hmm. like sometimes you have to do the things that you need to do in order to do the things you want to do later. Um, yeah. I want to fill my book, my, my schedule of books. So I had to train other people on how to do it. Um, yeah. And that's what it sounds like a system gives us. It gives us the freedom to make that choice, whether or not that needs to stay in our ballywick or we need to, um, like you said, let it fall away because yeah. they're magically things fall away when you don't have to do them anymore. Um, the other thing I think that it does is, again, it makes your business really, really profitable in a different way. Let's say mm -hmm. you're getting to the end of your career and you don't want to do it anymore. Your business will become much more sellable if you can say, dear person coming in, we already have all these systems and processes going on. The reason why like all the chain places, the Pizza Hut and massages do really well is because they have freaking systems. They know when they open up one of those places exactly what to do. It's why they make so much money. Exactly. Exactly. And that if you can have someone do repeatable processes without you being there and your business is making money and is more profitable and is you know, continuously improving because of it. Yeah, it totally increases, you know, the profitability of your business right there, or the sellability too, right? Because now you're selling your business and your systems, and your client base and your reputation, not just you being there to be at the center and having to do it all. Um, and the other part that uh, about your videos, because that's perfect, like you just do a loom, and you start to kind of gather a repository, 
And that becomes kind of your learning environment. The other thing you can do with a loom is say, okay, so I'm going to delegate this task now. Um, there's a loom, there's a couple steps because you don't want to have this a make work project where you constantly have to update these SOPs, right? But you say, now the SOP is yours. So I want you every time you make changes or improvements to the system and you can give them the guardrails, right? That handover thing that we talked about earlier, you give them guardrails and you can say, okay, you can change it. Like, like this is the criteria that you can change to make it better. So within the guardrails, go ahead and send me a loom back with those changes. And so it's no extra time for them. They just film themselves doing it, send it to you. And that's a way that you can kind of have this ongoing feedback as you're bringing someone up and kind of giving them more responsibility and handing more tasks off to them. And it, what it does is instead of it's just you saying, do it this way, this way, this way, this way, it gives you a chance to kind of teach them how to fish, so to speak, and see their thinking and thought process. So you're actually teaching them to critically think, which actually makes better employees out of the end. And you're going to get ideas from them that you didn't even think of that's going to make your business better too. Yeah. And again, having these kind of, I love the idea of the term guardrails for this, but having these things too, those of you who are like, I'm struggling finding spa practitioners. If you can promise that a lot of this back end stuff that a lot of spa preneurs, just practitioners do not want to do is taking care of for them. That's a selling point to your business right there, where you can say, dear massage therapist, because we're, we're hiring right now, Tracy, this yep. year, 10 massage therapists, because we're that busy and we, we've got the demand. And I'm able to tell these people, Hey, guess what? You don't have to worry about this, this, and this. We're going to handle all that for you. So all you do is come in, massage, and leave. That is such a big selling point. But I think, too, the idea of the guardrails. So the guardrails are there to protect us, right? To make sure that we don't fly off the road on curves and things like that. You have to trust that the guardrails are in place. So once you hand it off to somebody, it doesn't mean that you don't observe, mm -hmm. but it also means you're not going to micromanage how it's done. And you, and there is actually like a sliding scale of a guardrail, if you will. Sure. Imagine like you're starting and like literally you have training wheels on them, right? And then the road, kind of the guardrails on the road kind of slowly widen, widen, widen. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're not even there anymore because this person's got this. They're actually accountable and responsible for this task. And there's little steps that you can do along the way to kind of broaden those guardrails. Um, and that's, you know, that's the best way to really build capacity within your team, which actually, again, time management frees you up. So if you can become really good at how you kind of do that graduated delegation, you're going to be a better CEO for it because your team is going to, they're just going to have so much more knowledge and capacity and problem solving capability. They're, they're going to add so much value to your business and you created that you're going to have more time. Go on vacation. Yeah. And, and and how many of them have actually gone on vacation? Because, or it gives you more time. Like there are some spapreneurs who still love to be in the treatment room. I am not one of those. It's been yeah. almost 20 years yeah. since I've massaged anybody because um, it's not my happy place. <laughs> it's just not. I'm not but I did That's my background. I get you. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's like, sometimes it's like, no, I don't really want to do this with clients anymore. I like getting this stuff. I just don't want to do it. Let's say, though, you were really struggling. Some people, just because they're in the weeds of it, they just can't get out of that. What would it be like to hire someone like you to help create systems? How does that work so they understand? Because you are a specialist in this. This is what yeah. you do. This is what I do. I do systems. I do systems for service-based businesses in you know health, wellness area. Absolutely. And I come at it from a practitioner. I am a practitioner, so I get it. 
and I would say is really look at where you're at. And if you're really bleeding time, money and energy, and you know, like I, you can't quite put up, um, you know, finger on exactly what you need to fix first. And you need a little bit of that expertise so that the next thing that you do, then the best use of your time is going to get you an exponential growth in your business. And you know, you're ready, you know, you have those bottlenecks or those holes to fill, but you're not quite sure um, how to go about it. And you, you really don't have a big capacity, then someone like me that can step in and be a little bit of a kind of a consultant or an integrator. And I, for me, what I do is I marry my model to give you kind of the consultation to look at the analysis and kind of come up with what the plan is. And then I help you implement it. Because so often, it's like, you know what to do, you just don't have the capacity. And so having someone to just get you to that next level, level, and then you just ride it, and you're okay, but you, just that little bit of capacity to get it done faster, that's kind of where you could bring someone on. And for me, it's like, yeah, you can do all this. Absolutely. And that's why I come onto these podcasts and say, do this from the beginning, take this mindset from the beginning, lay down your systems and think about how you can kind of make them really good. Because then when you bring on people, you don't want the last thing you want is people doing things wrong, repeatedly, that you hand them you hand them a wrong system that doesn't work or is broken. And then they repeatedly do that. Don't do that. So start it from the beginning. And if you get to a point where you're like, Oh, I have all these things and I'm overwhelmed and I want to scale, but I'm being held back. That's when you can bring someone on to kind of get you to the next level. And don't be afraid to bring someone on too. If you're like, like, again, a day spa, like my size, that's been around forever. Sometimes you need an outside consultant and outside mm-hmm. like mind trust to kind of see things you don't see and to give fresh ideas because sometimes, you know, your system processes grow stale and it doesn't work. So this is why I like to have people like Tracy on because it gives some perspective. But even if you are just starting out or you're a day spa of one, systematize everything systematize everything as much as you can, even something as simple as know how you fill out your deposit slips. Yes. You know, have a system for that. Have a system for how you do client onboarding. Have a system for inviting the client back in. Remember, focusing on retention. But if you are in using the excuse constantly, like I was, I'm running out of time. I have no time. I have no time. No one's helping me out. I feel overwhelmed. Remember, overwhelm is a choice. Mm -hmm. And, you know, oftentimes, even just simply a system that works for any, any person, whether you're a business owner or not, is just make sure you have a morning routine that works, that you take five minutes to, I don't know, look at your day and make sure you've done things like, I don't know. You label the top three year essentials, right? Right. Like I usually, that's a system. Yeah, exactly. Like what are the three things that if I do today will make my life better or even better, look at your week. I protect Sundays, um, Tracy. I protect Sundays and Sundays are my day to meal prep Mm because I know if I prep food, then I won't eat out and I'll eat Mm -hmm. healthier. But also I am starting to meet with my family Mm -hmm. to say, okay, this is what's going on this week. Who needs the support where? Because we have three active teenagers and they are busy, you know, and then on top of my busy schedule, my husband, you know, like I said, at the beginning of the episode, everybody, that's a family system, right? Sure. Yeah, and it's a new for us. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. You think that you're in the like plan, do, yeah. study, act. You're in the planning and the doing. You're trying it out. You're, you know, and that's the fun part. Like, be creative with it. Get the fun part. And you know, to bottom line this, to be like, if you don't have time for systems, you'll never have time, or you're going to be limited. Like this. I- is- 
that was so powerful. I, I, w- I want you to think about that spapreneur who's watch- listening to this right now. If you don't have time for systems, you will never have time for systems. So it is a matter you of sometimes- never have time, period. <laughs> well, that too. Well, you'll have time. You just don't know what yeah. you did with it. And you walk home and you're like, what the hell did I do with my day? You know, and uh, we've all had those days. I mean, you know, and, and you agree with me that you're not perfect when it comes to systems. There's always things you can improve on, even as you're a systems expert, you know, right? Hundred percent, but that's like that's how the beauty of how it gets better, right? Like, so don't think you have to set it and forget it, right? Like, some of this stuff is like being creative, like, oh, how can I do this better? How can I? And that's why when I went back to kind of that learning, that learning culture, uh, in, even in your family, like, and you got to remember the context too, like, and I got to give you guys grace, like, oh my goodness, you know, so much has happened, right? And so give yourself grace, and it's okay to, you know, maybe it didn't work, but that was a learning opportunity. And that's okay. It's, it's don't beat yourself up or give up on it. Um, But look at like, oh, okay, well, what would I do differently next time? And oh, okay, how can I kind of improve this? So it doesn't take me as much time? Or am I ready to hand this off to someone? Because, you know, this is repeatable. I do this every single time. Like, think about those improvements and think about how you can learn and give yourself the grace to know like that's part of the process. It's this stuff is messy. It's always going to feel messy. It's never going to feel clean and tidy because you're constantly growing and expanding and scaling and moving forward or moving back. And you have to, you know, consider the context of where you're at too. So if it's not the time to kind of go all in with some of this stuff, back it up and just, goes back to the essentials. What do I need to focus on right now? What's the context of my life? I'm going to focus on if I can just kind of do 1% to kind of clean this part up or Sunday meeting with my family, and I'm going to sit down and we're going to plan it out. I'm going to feel better about that. That is enough right now. Like that is the season that I'm in. We need to spend time together. I'm going to prioritize that. Don't worry about this other stuff. Let's get that going right there is, you know, like that goes back to those essentials too. So give yourself grace on this too. Like I don't, you're right. Systems are not perfect. Like for anyone. Or, or they change as your family changes. Mm-hmm. Cause again, the last year at this time I was a mom of two. <laughs> now I'm the mom of th- th- uh, three and a half <laughs> because one's about to move out of the house. But anyway, her name is Tracy Morgan. You can find her at tracylynnmorgan.com. Tracy, explain this cool um, opt-in you have on your website, um, this free blueprint and training, um, the three steps to scale your impact and profits. Yeah, time to profit method. So it just walks you through kind of what we talked a little bit about of those, um, that big picture, really assessing your bottlenecks and the bandwidth that you have, and then moving into where within your business, you might want to focus on first and then putting steps in place. Yeah. And I love guides like this. And again, it is well with your time to check out her website, um, learn ways you can work with Tracy, and then also um, just different ways that you can be you know, I, I like to use the word productive and I don't like to use the word productive because it can be a double-edged sword. And Tracy, I think you understand what I mean by that. It's like, we want to be productive, but sometimes we try to be productive at the fault of like, again, um, Louisiana family time or Louisiana business time. And there is a way to find a balance that works for you. Yeah. And I call that values-based productivity where you align your value. So if something is a value to me, to you, meaning like, you know, your highest value point is spending time with your family label that as productive time, start to see that as productive time. And, you know, just focus on kind of bring getting the value out of that time. That's productive. 
I love that. I love this episode 164. Um, speaking of, well, we're here time spotpreneurs. There is still time to sign up for Spotpreneur Live. That is September 22nd through the 24th live here at my day spa, Stress Express. There are only 20 tickets available. Several have already been sold. So if you want to come and visit me, see the day spa, meet all the people we talk about, spend time with us working on your business. And I will tell you, um, when I used to go to a lot of business conferences like this, I got so much done because you're the distractions of your life are not there. And you're really designed to be there to be totally submersive into the environment. So I love doing these. I'm super excited that it is now thankfully safe enough to travel again and be with people in person. It's so good. So head over to spotpreneur.com for us, EP164, the link to Tracy and her, um, all of her incredible work. I've been, I've been kind of oogling now for the last two weeks, getting ready for this interview. Um, it's so good. And it's so necessary because I think again, if you haven't updated your systems since you since last year, something's wrong because our world is drastically different than even last year, obviously, or the year before that. Your systems have to grow and change for your business. And this is something that is a constant, like as my pillars approach goes, you're kind of needing to work on it often. You need to kind of identify those systems that are working for you and the ones that need to be tweaked about. And sometimes we need some support doing that. So Tracy, thank you so much for coming onto the show. And because I think this is a very fascinating topic and I could talk about it all the time because I'm a nerd. Well, this has been wonderful. Thank you. And Spopreneur, like what a great community, like what a way to really get in there and, and tune up your business for sure and take it to the next level. So thank you for having this for all of us. Thank you guys. Need more actionable steps to get your spa headed in the right direction? Head to spapreneur.com where we've got the tools, tricks, and methods to make your spa as successful as it can be. Spapreneur.com. <laughs>